0: Consequence Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Maggie Lindemann and you're listening to me on
1: Beyond the Voice Club on Consequence.
0: I feel like there are just some artists and musicians who know how to use social media and usually they're younger because they grew up with it and they prove that social media can be a good thing because I know that there's kind of that give and take, that good and bad with social media. Back in the day, you only got to see the Rolling Stones when they were doing a tour or video or they're on TV or whatnot, and you didn't really know anything that they didn't want out there that wasn't part of their professional life. But now you can just see everything about whomever on social media, so it's different. But one artist who I think really conquers both aspects... It's Maggie Lindemann, who is a great alternative artist. She has just really cool, heavy music that's kind of experimental and just works in a lot of different sounds. And she's really active on social media. That's where a lot of people have found her. So I feel like she really kind of masters both of those arts of being both an artist and keeping that mystique, but also being a real person and being like, hey, this is what I'm doing today. Very stoked to have Maggie on the show. She's been doing a lot lately. She's just kind of blowing up. I mean, she released her debut full length in 2022 called Sucker Punch, and it's filled with a lot of different cool sounds. Nothing on here sounds the same, which I always really like in an artist. She's got a deluxe version out of that debut record, live concert video out, and just a bunch of different things going on, and a new mysterious project. On The way so get to know maggie in this interview the latest one on the beyond the boys club podcast on consequence Don't forget that if you don't subscribe yet You are in the doghouse with me Just search beyond the boys club on consequence wherever you listen and make sure to hit subscribe All right, let's get into it with maggie My
1: number one album big shocker to me also folklore Whoa. Are you ready to dive into all things Taylor Swift?
0: Good for a Weekend is the ultimate podcast for any Swifty.
1: With new episodes dropping bi-monthly, as well as bonus episodes to give you real-time reactions to the latest rumors and news, it's your one-stop shop for all things T-Swift.
0: We also love connecting with our fellow Weekenders, so be sure to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and or Discord to share all your Taylor thoughts.
1: Good for a Weekend is available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I know. Uh, Of course. It's a perfect album. very excited to have our next guest on, Maggie Lindemann. Welcome to the show. You amazing creature. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you?
0: I'm great. Yeah, no, thanks for being here. You have a lot going on. So I want to get into all of it. But first of all, just kind of tell me about your journey into music.
1: I mean, I always really liked music. I always knew ever since I was pretty young that I wanted to be an entertainer in some way. I really like to sing and dance even though I'm really bad at dancing, but I used to make these like singing videos on this app called Keek and then I guess those somehow made their way to YouTube and then long story short, now I'm now I'm here.
0: Wow, so tell me when and why did you feel called to make the kind of music that you do now? I mean, was there a moment growing up and you were like, "I want to be a rock chick?"
1: <laughs> I grew up listening to a lot of rock. When I first started really developing my own music taste, I was listening to a lot of pop punk. My parents listened to a lot of rock and metal. My brother really likes like classic rock and metal also. So I just grew up around a lot of rock music. I always knew I wanted to make like alternative type of music. I didn't know exactly what type of alternative. But uh, since the beginning, I always knew I just wanted to do alternative. It's like my it's just my favorite music. I love guitars. I just love that. I don't know the grittier sound, I guess.
0: Who are some of the first artists that you first heard that really got you into that kind of alternative music?
1: Alizana was definitely the first. uh, That was probably in, like, fifth grade, I think. And then I listened to a lot of, like, Sleeping With Sirens, Pierce the Veil, um, Secondhand Serenade, uh, all those, like, pop punk emo bands, Black Bell Brides, uh, stuff like that.
0: That's great. I love all those bands that you just mentioned. (laughs) Yes. So uh, you have a massive presence on social media. Tell me, how has social media helped get your music out there?
1: I mean, I think it's just like the modern age. Instead of being on the street and trying to give out mixtapes, you're on social media trying to sell your stuff. So uh, I think it's just helped because I can connect with people easier. And there's just such a a bigger audience on social media. You have so much reach. So I think it's just helped people be able to connect to me and just, you know, actually see things like directly from me instead of just a music video or whatever it is, like online, you see more of my personality on social media.
0: What kind of things do you do on social media that you feel like does connect with fans and kind of helps show them the real you outside of the performance stuff that you release? Like you mentioned the more formal stuff, like official music video or whatnot.
1: I do stream. So I I do I game a lot. So I do like gaming streams and stuff. And I think that that's one thing that people really like uh, because they can see my personality and actually just get to kind of talk to me. So I think that's one thing. I think Twitter, I like to talk to people so people can talk to me directly there too. And I mean, just seeing me like just pictures I take or things I'm doing on my story, stuff like that. It's just like not as formal. It's just something I'm doing during the day. I think it just it can be interesting to people.
0: That's cool, because I feel like you're an artist that has from a musical standpoint, everything that you do, you have that kind of mysterious aura, but you still also let your real self out there, which I feel like there are a lot of artists who either do the thing where like, Hey, this is what I did today. And that sort of thing. And they kind of lose that mystique. And then they're the artists who only have the mystique and don't do social media. So I feel like you somehow managed to do both. Thank you. (laughs) Are there any negatives to social media that you've noticed over the years?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think just the overall thing right now, at least, is like I'm getting older and I think that I'm seeing this new generation come in and things are starting to feel a little foreign to me, like things that are popular on TikTok, like, you know, people doing get ready, get readies with me and just stuff like that it feels like super foreign to me because I've never done stuff like that before but it's just like this new age that's coming in and kind of doing different things so to me that I feel really old with like stuff I see on TikTok and I think that that's as of recently, started to kind of get in my head, um, just feeling like maybe I'm like losing touch with the things that maybe I need to be in touch with. And um, I feel like a little bit of a disconnect from social media in that way. But I think overall, just like the most negative thing is just how the effect it has on me. Like I just saw this girl talking about it and it was like she got off social media for a couple of days and realized that she really missed the like dopamine hit that you kind of get when you post a picture, even if it's like one like or whatever, like it might just last a little bit, but it's like that feeling of, oh, like I posted this picture. Oh, I look good because people are liking it and commenting that I look good, stuff like that. So I feel like that has kind of got to me too, just feeling like I need the validation. And if it doesn't reach a level I want, it kind of like brings me down, which is like a weird thing because it's social media. It's not real. But I think that has started to kind of like affect
0: me just throughout time. 100%. And first of all, you're not old. If you're old and God help us all, <laughs> <laughs> you're super young and you're super in touch. But I can relate so much because I'll see, especially on TikTok, it's not really a social media platform that I'm super familiar with. I don't feel like I'm silly enough to do stuff on there. Everything's like really silly. And I'm just like. Eh. I can't pull that off, but like I'll see stuff. Yeah. And I wonder what the heck is this? And I feel like, wow, maybe I've really like lost touch with what's popular and cool because some of it just like totally goes over my head.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. People are always asking me to do like makeup tutorials and stuff like that. And I recently tried to do like (laughs) a get ready with me and I literally didn't. I'm not I'm not a good storyteller. And I was doing it and I was just like, I don't even know what to talk about. Like, I don't even I literally don't even know what to say. So, yeah, stuff like that to me. I agree. Like maybe me when I was 16, I could have killed like a get ready with me or like some silly stuff. But I feel like I keep that part of myself so separate from social media that now I don't even know how to act like that, like on social media.
0: No, for sure. And the validation thing, I think, is something that everyone can relate to, whether you have tons of followers like you or whether it's just a regular person who doesn't have many. And I feel like especially sometimes it's a reward for me. I'll be like, oh, I had a rough day. I'm going to post something and see and hopefully get a good reaction and then Mm -hmm. if you don't get much of reaction then you feel really bad you know yeah so i think that's something that a lot of people can relate with so let's talk about your music you've got a new deluxe version of your debut record sucker punch so let's go back to sucker punch dropped in 2022 what was the journey like of putting out that record
1: It was cool. It was everything I've done so far is so different. Like Paranoia to Sucker Punch, just the creative process just felt so different. For Sucker Punch, it was just, it was really fun. Like it, I started writing songs for it very shortly after I finished Paranoia. And I don't know, I just had like a lot of fun writing it. It was, it didn't feel like super, like I was forcing anything or anything like that. Everything just felt like it was kind of falling into place very naturally. So I don't know, that project just feels... It felt, like, really natural and fun to make.
0: Cool. Was there anything that you wanted to kind of, you know, tell in the record? Was there a theme that you wanted to get across or anything in particular that inspired you throughout the process of making it?
1: I think just my life inspired it. I mean, my life inspires everything I do. But I think I I named it Sucker Punch because it felt like I was getting all these punches and, like, these blows throughout the the creative process of it. I just felt like I kept going through all these different things, whether it was like a relationship or a friendship or I don't know, there was just like so many things that were just happening that were like unexpected and just challenging. So I guess that was like the common theme was just these unexpected blows that kept that kept happening.
0: Yeah, I know. I like that. Again, I think that's something that everyone can relate to. Do you have a favorite track off Sucker Punch, which I know is probably hard because they're all your babies.
1: Um, I don't know. I really like, I like Novocaine probably. And I really like the intro, which is, I I don't even say anything, but I really like the intro.
0: Cool. Is there a reason that you picked Novocaine?
1: I usually like my more creative songs that I do. Usually the ones that feel a little bit more I don't know, like guess commercial. I don't like as much. Like she knows that I think, I mean, I know is everyone's favorite, but I, I really like that song too. But I think that that's, that's the one when I wrote it, it was like the most expected. And I think that I always like the ones that are like the least expected, like, I, I don't know, the least expected to do well, I guess. Those are always the ones that are my favorite.
0: Yeah. Like the underdog or yeah. maybe something where you got, yeah, experiment.
1: Yes, Exactly.
0: I think it just shows that you're really creative. You don't just want to put out music that, you know, okay, my fans are going to like this. You want to actually try something new and be mm-hmm. kind of unexpected. Yeah. Cool. So you also have a new concert film. So tell me about where this was recorded and why you picked that show to release as a concert film. Uh,
1: so we recorded it in New York. And I think we just picked that one just because it was like the biggest show of the U.S. leg. So we wanted to do New York and... I okay so I had like this really cute outfit plan for New York and literally I'm getting ready and New York was like one of it was the biggest show and I had friends there and it was like the one where I had like label people and friends and family and this and this and this so I was so busy so then when I I actually started getting ready I realized like everything was just not going to plan so in the just a side note. But in the in the video, my outfit is so I hate it. I just hate it because it was so, it wasn't supposed to be the outfit. So I was so hurt about it. But it still ended up really cool. We got a lot of songs recorded and done. And it was just really cool. It was fun. Like the energy in New York was really crazy. And yeah, I'm glad we filmed that one.
0: I love your outfit because I saw the film and I was like, oh, my gosh, your outfit is so cute. Really? Oh,
1: my. <laughs> yeah. God. I was so mad about it. And I, I wasn't supposed to wear that dress. I was going to wear another dress. I have this like strap thing that I put my monitor in and I don't even know what happened. It, it like didn't fit or it like wasn't working. So then I couldn't use that. So then I didn't have anywhere to hook it onto because I was wearing just like little underwear in it that you couldn't see. And then I had to put on these what, like little spanks, like little shorts to hook it onto because I literally didn't have anything. <laughs> so it looks like I, I just hate it. I'm like, oh, I wear that. but it's okay. It's fine.
0: That's so funny. No, the whole time I was like, oh my gosh, your outfit's so cute. I love her style. And yeah, so don't worry about it. No one, as you know, I'm sure like no one notices that stuff for you. So yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) I also want to talk about your new single out, Deprecating, which Mm -hmm. uh, you say is about being manipulated, which is something that everyone has unfortunately probably been through. So tell me more about that inspiration behind that track.
1: Yeah, it's just about getting like, yeah, being manipulated and made to believe like this person is basically telling you one thing to try to protect you you know to try to to try to be a good person or whatever but really it's just manipulation and they don't have your best interest in mind and actually the song wasn't written about like a relationship or anything it was written about a friend and that it was like this yeah this thing that me and caroline were kind of dealing with sick brain and um it was just like a funny little thing but yeah it's just about getting manipulated by a friend that is trying to act like they have their your best interests in mind but really they don't at all
0: so it wasn't inspired by a particular situation but maybe just kind of something that happens
1: no it was it was it was a particular situation
0: <laughs> do you find that you write most of your music directly from your personal experience
1: yes definitely i a lot of the songs i can um maybe i'll exaggerate or kind of like go off the real story a little bit but yeah for the most part it's all my life
0: do you find that therapeutic because I do music too and for me people are like why do you do this and I'm like for me it's totally therapy if I'm going through something I absolutely love to write about it and just get it out of my system
1: yeah I agree I think so
0: Well, you're one of the newer artists that I've had on the show, and I'm wondering, have you felt welcomed right away in the music industry as a woman, or do you sometimes feel like it's still a novelty, like people are like, wow, it's a woman up there rocking out?
1: I started making music when I was 16, so I think in the beginning, I definitely wasn't welcomed like at all uh, by people in the industry, but also just people that listen to music. I felt like I wasn't taken. Very seriously at all now I don't feel as much like that. I feel like I do get a lot of like my peers like messaging me and telling me that they like this and this and this, and they want to come come to a show or whatever stuff like that. So I definitely feel welcomed now by my peers, and I think in the industry, sometimes I feel welcome, but this industry is so bipolar, and they one day they'll love you one day they won't so It's never just like uphill. It's always, you're always going up and down.
0: Do you feel like in the beginning when you didn't feel quite welcomed right away that it was because you were a woman or because you were so young or maybe both because 16 is young and sometimes I feel like there's that ageism where people are like, oh, you're too young to, you know, experience this stuff yet.
1: Maybe both. I think for the most part, it was me being really young and new and I think people just thought I didn't know what I was talking about and didn't really believe in what I was talking about so they kind of just made me do another thing and yeah I don't know I think being young in this industry like maybe it's different now but when I first started it was like 2015 so it was a little different and people were just I don't know it was just I mean even in life when you're young in a a room full of adults you know, they little girl you. They act like you're a little girl. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, they're the ones who have been in this industry. They're successful. So if you're not going to listen to them, then good luck.
0: Definitely. But I think that you took your own path and it seems like your music is so unique. You must have just kind of done what you wanted instead of listen to everyone.
1: Yeah. In the end, I got to.
0: Do you notice a difference in the number of women now versus when you did start out in about 2015?
1: Yeah, I do. I think for sure. I think in music, I feel like women are really dominating right now. I know in like hip hop, rap, all that, like they've been talking so much about how women literally run rap right now. Like every popping rapper is a woman, which is really cool because I feel like for a long time it was just only Nicki Minaj. Um, So that's really cool. And then I feel like also the age of pop stars is really coming back. Just people dancing and, you know, Tate McGrace. I love her. She's so cool. But she's like She's giving the, like, Britney Spears dancing on stage while she's singing. I don't know. I feel like that that's so cool. We haven't seen that in a really long time. And women are really taking over and doing that. And for a while, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of men. But it's it's really cool. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, even looking outside of the alternative music or heavy music, you're right that there seems to be something of a pop revival, especially when you look at even Taylor Swift, who's obviously been around for a long time. But her dating Travis Kelce is everywhere. She's still the person everyone wants to know about. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, so many of these female hip hop artists and they end up being on pop radio, too. But it is really cool to see women just ruling all genres right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like rock is still one. There's still a lot of men in this genre, but there are a lot of women now too, like the up and coming artists in this genre. So I don't know, it's really cool to see. I mean, I'm I'm like obsessed with Spirit Box. They just did a collab with Megan the Stallion, which was so random and so cool. But yeah, even seeing like women screaming and stuff, I feel like that just it didn't happen as much, um, until recently. Even Sick Brain, she's like doing that. So I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah.
0: For sure. Do you feel a special kind of kinship with women in the industry?
1: I mean, yeah, I I just just women in general. Like, I don't know. There's like a certain I mean, obviously, being a woman and and having women friends, it's just different. I mean, obviously, than having like a, (laughs) a male friend. So I don't know. There's just like this certain sense of like safety and just connection with women. Like we share so many experiences and I don't know. I love seeing all the music and just in general, just,
0: yeah. Do you think that there's more pressure on women in the industry to look a certain way to get attention than for men?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think men are held to a very... Physically, I think... In a lot of ways, but I think physically, yeah, men are held to different standards than women. I think there's like, there's just more pressure to like look really good, you know, be in shape, have your makeup done perfectly, but not too much, you know, make sure your hair looks good. Just all these like little things that I feel like we don't really hold men to the same standards, which I mean, we shouldn't even hold like women should be able to do whatever they want, but you know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I can think of some male artists that if women maybe were. You know, as big as them or whatever, they would get a lot of hate comments and stuff, but it doesn't seem to matter for the guys.
1: Yeah, like, you know, when a, maybe when a woman says it, it's like, oh, she's ungrateful, da-da-da-da, but if a man says it, it's like, oh, my God, he's so real.
0: Yeah, I know. I think that's one thing that I personally notice when I'm online. When I look in the comment section on a female versus a male, it's so different. The female stuff that I see, at least, it's often based on the looks. And like you said, it's almost there's no winning. You have too much makeup or not enough makeup. You know, yeah. it's like no matter what you do. Yeah. So tell me what is next for you next year.
1: So I'm working. Well, I'm not working on it. I mean, I guess it's done, but I have a project coming out Um I won't say a day yet, no release date yet. But yeah, I've been working on that just now I'm done with the recording. So I've been working on like music videos and cover art and photo shoots and just all the creative stuff now. So that's coming. Hopefully I'll be able to do some festivals next year. I really want to do more festivals. So hopefully that maybe some like pop up days, shows. So just stuff like that. It's not an album. Everyone keeps calling it asking me if I'm dropping an album. I'm not dropping an album, but I am dropping something.
0: (laughs) Cool. Do you think that in today's world, doing singles is more effective than doing an album?
1: I don't know. I think, I mean, it depends, I think, on what your goal is. If your goal is just to do singles and have a successful career on just releasing singles and doing that then yeah I mean that's fine I think personally with releasing albums you just gain that like really devoted fan base of people that don't just like you for your big songs and just your singles they actually like go to your albums and they buy the albums and they put it on their walls and and they like really connect with like a whole body of work but I do think, you know, you can have a very successful career doing singles. I think people have a really short attention span now. Some people don't have an attention span for albums. So I think really either work. It just kind of depends on what you're aiming for.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. So next year, it's not an album. Is it singles or is it just something tap no, secret? It's, special? it's a project.
1: It's just not an album.
0: I cannot wait to hear it. And what advice do you have for up and coming musicians, especially women who are trying to get into the business? I think just,
1: I always say just be yourself and do not listen to what anybody says. Like literally, if you think something's cool and you like it, then it doesn't matter if everyone's telling you it's not going to work. Like just, I think really be yourself. There's an audience for everyone. So you might not be these 10 people's cup of tea that you showed the songs to, but maybe there's a hundred people over here that and you are their cup of tea. So I think just be yourself, be authentic. You're never too weird. You're never too anything. Like, I I really think just be yourself. And there's always going to be a group of people that appreciate
0: that. I love that. That's great. And I have a kind of random question. If you could only listen to three artists or bands the rest of your life, who would they be?
1: This is such a hard question. I literally just randomly got asked this in an elevator. Like, so a random person. <laughs> in an me, elevator? A random person just randomly asked me this in an elevator the other day.
0: Someone's realized, stealing yeah. my questions. Um... <laughs>
1: Uh, I think probably Radiohead. Uh, this is a really hard question, and and I take this these questions very seriously. So I'm just gonna answer this as who's my who I'm listening to a lot right now, and I would be cool with to listen to. Okay,
0: yeah, because I'm sure it will change. But like this right is now, how I
1: tell my Alexa to play everything. Okay, so Radiohead, Pink Pantherist, and oh my god, I don't even know who I'm like listening to a lot right now. Probably like Deftones. Okay, those are good picks. I think, or oh, that's so hard. Maybe oh, uh, I love pink. I'm like obsessed with Pink Panthers right now. I'm like in my Pink Panthers era. But maybe I'll do Lana Del Rey instead, just because she's a little more of my G. So I'll do I'll do Lana, Deftones, and Radiohead.
0: It's really cool you picked Radiohead for some reason. Maybe just like listening to your music and stuff. I didn't see that coming, but man, Radiohead is such a good band.
1: I think they're just so they they have so much diversity that I would be okay to listen to them like only them forever they have like more like rockier songs they have slower songs they have an album that's like just super calm I don't know I just think they have so many different moods and Radiohead's yeah Radiohead's one of my favorite bands I don't think they really influence my my artistry that much Um, but they're just a band that I like really I, I, I just obsessed with them
0: that's a good point, too, because if you can only listen to a few bands the rest of your life, you want a band with variety, and Radiohead yeah. has that. So,
1: yeah, they got a lot of different things. So, I think that would be good.
0: Do you have any dream collabs? Maybe Radiohead?
1: <laughs> <laughs> my collabing process is so random because I think my, my dream collab was always uh, Sleeping with Sirens, and I got to collab with Kellen Quinn. So, that was like really cool. I think maybe a, a big one for me would probably be Bring Me the Horizon. Maybe paramore but I don't know my my collabing process is so random, like I could listen to a song that I made, and I'll just randomly hear like the most random artist on it, and then all of a sudden, I'm like I need them, and I'm like, oh no, they like it has to be them, so I don't know, it's really it really could be anyone,
0: wow, I love bring me the horizon though with you, I think that that would be a really good fit and very just I think that'd be electric,
1: yeah, I mean I'm obsessed with them i've I didn't even mention them when who realizing who I came up listening to. But yeah, they they were another one for me in like elementary school, middle school, high school. I I love Rainbow Horizon.
0: Awesome. Well, do you have any last words? I think just look
1: out for the projects. Look out, see if I'll come to a city near you. (laughs) Mainly just the project. And you can find me anywhere. Just my name, Maggie Lindeman.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun and just keep being amazing, I love following you. So I can't wait to see what's coming up next.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me.
0: Maggie, thanks for being an awesome guest on Beyond the Boys Club on the Consequence Podcast Network. What a fun girl! I feel like I just kind of hung out with a good friend, and we just maybe had drinks, maybe didn't. Probably not because because we both didn't. But it kind of just felt like that fun end of the day hanging out with your best friend vibe and I thought it was really interesting how she talked about when she first got in the industry she felt like there was a little pushback because of being a woman which I hear a lot of on the podcast but also because of her age and I think that's something that I haven't thought about a ton but I know it does come up in artists who start out very young they've got the talent they know what they're doing they have a vision for what they want to do but because of their age People want to just kind of dictate to them, this is how it should be. I know what I'm doing. I've been around forever, that sort of thing. So that was kind of interesting. And I love how she talked about how women are ruling right now in so many genres. I mean, in rock and metal, it's still male dominated. But there are a ton of women out there, as you can tell in this podcast, who are killing it. Every day and every night with their stuff, with all their music. And when you look outside of rock and metal, pop definitely dominated right now by strong women and hip hop, which was not always the case. So I love that she brought that up and that she brought all those different musical styles into the equation. But very fun chat. I hope that you had as much fun as I did. And thanks for hanging out with me right here on Beyond the Boys Club. Consequence, I'll be back in two weeks with a fresh episode. So make sure to be here and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Take care and keep rocking. What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop
1: now at Hero.co. Hey, everybody. It's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get
0: qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup.
1: Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.